0: Welcome back to the Metal Gear Solid Games Club, the first half of 2022's big event here at Super NPC Radio, where we are covering 10 games in the Metal Gear Solid series. Uh, As you know, dear listener, these are exclusive Patreon bonuses at the $10 DJ Toad tier. These are coming out every other week. We have already covered Metal Gear Solid, uh, we have covered Ghost Babble, which just in case Nick Costanza isn't clear on it, is a Game Boy game that is a part of the series that's not actually canon. Uh, and we've covered Sons of Liberty. And today we are traveling all the way back to 1964 to Mother Russia to discuss Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater, and then all of the other uh, uh, subtitles that it has like subsistence and all that, all that jazz. I'm your host for this episode, uh, baby ocelot, Connor McCabe, here to uh, guide us through um, this uh, su- what discussion I am super excited to have. Um, I'm not alone, though. I also have a few other people with me today. We have, uh, for the first time on the series, but someone I'm really excited to have, uh, it, and that is the boss, Matt Apodaca. Welcome to the oh, show. Oh,
1: wow. Right at the gate, me. What's Here up? we are. <laughs>
2: Not ready. <laughs> Not ready.
1: I was distracted um. because you can't. The listener at home won't see this, but my cat is being very funny and sitting. Uh, you could all see my cat just like staring at the back of the couch. Now he's looking face his into the cushion. <laughs> yeah, being <laughs> yeah. real weird. Connor knows this guy. He's a fucking. He's, Having
0: he's an existential crisis over yeah. there. Uh, and trust me, I get it. Matthew, welcome back. You've been on a. You've been on video games, a comedy show on this network. Yes. You've been on Call Me By Your Game. You've been on a co-op yes. episode. You also you were on at least one of the Zelda Games Club episodes. You yeah, did the Link uh, Between Worlds. Yeah, we did
1: Link Between Worlds. That's right. Yeah.
0: um What a but, game
1: such a great game,
0: uh, which, you know, we have a little 3DS tie into this game, too. So, oh, we're going to yeah. keep in the thread. Yeah. There. yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm excited to have you. Um, I'm sure people know who you are. But Matthew, what the heck do you do? Who are you? What, what have you been heck? up to lately?
1: I, what, I mean, uh, you might know me from uh, Get Played, the video game podcast, uh, Nick Weiger, Heather and Campbell. Um, that's probably it. Probably being on Comedy Bang Bang. Maybe you follow me on Twitter or something. I don't know. Maybe you're a,
0: you're, uh, maybe you're my mom. on Twitch. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Maybe you follow me on Twitch. I feel like all those are uh, linked circles yeah. in a in a in a large Venn diagram, right? Like somebody knows me from this, and they because of this, they know me from this other thing. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But it's it's no more than three things. It's not. Yeah. No I more. know all of this. They we'll don't they don't subscribe there. to all of it.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. They're like, I gotta uh, limit my Apodaca. Yeah. I've uh, had enough. Yeah. Well, not me. I could never get enough, but so glad to have you here, buddy. Uh, Thank we're, you. We're, it's not just the two of us, though. We've got a returning champion who is also with uh, myself and the co-host of episode one, Jeremy Schmidt. Uh, but that's not who I'm introducing. I'm introducing <laughs> Michael <laughs> McCaller, the Vulgan of the episode. I'm saying that because I know he wants to be Vulgan. I do um, not want to be Vulgan. But, <laughs> like, but I feel like you want it, though.
3: <laughs> I am the Sorrow.
0: Okay. Because wow. oh, I just, oh.
3: I feel sad a lot of the times. Uh, I tend to not really get involved. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I kind of stay, you know, at parties, I, I remove myself and but hang But you're sort of in the
0: background of parties. If you look at the right angle, you're holding up like a sign or doing something silly. <laughs> I help yeah. what I can. Yes. Well, dude, <laughs> so good to have you back. Uh, McCuller, you're also the host of your own podcast, Scary Basement. Yes. Um, you do a whole bunch of stuff, though. Um, we got to hear from you earlier, but anything you want to say about yourself? Or do you have anything to say for yourself?
3: Uh, <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, I did not say shoot for that man, <laughs> <laughs> Sheriff. Sheriff. Uh, no, I'm a, I'm a regular old uh, writer and podcaster and general uh, man about town.
0: One of the OGs of... Video games, a comedy show, um, been on you know Call Me By Your Game. You've been on all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you were, I mean, also the co-host of the Resident Evil Book Club yeah. and Games Club that we did here uh, on the, on the network. Boy
4: so was
0: I. We would, where would we be without you? I don't want to know. But we'll introduce the final guest, who I already sort of previewed earlier. Um, who do I want to? Who do I want to peg you with, uh, Mr. Schmidt? I don't know. You're you're sort of the end of the podcast. Uh, uh, or or how about this?
1: Ooh. One of the game character one of the fictional game characters from this uh from this game. Lyndon B. Johnson.
0: Yeah. I'm <laughs> I, kind of the like Johnson
1: of the podcast. Welcome. I would have
2: taken the parrot as well. Yes. I like this uh, the, that parrot. Yes. And, and folks, I wanted to I wanted to hold it up on the zoom so everyone could see. <gasps> I got it, baby. Oh, oh. my gosh. Metal Gear Are, Solid 3D on the 3ds got myself a copy when it was nice and like 30 cents on amazon (laughs) wow yeah that's Uh, the way to go and it's and it's the way that christopher nolan intended this game to be played it is uh perfect in that aspect ratio of no more than four by three yes in 3d i uh Love this game. What a good time. Connor, thank you for
0: having me. Of course. Uh, you're hosting a bunch of episodes of this Games Club 2, of course. One of the uh, the the co-fathers of Super MPC Radio, host of Video Games a Comedy Show, and you produce uh, everything we do here on the network. Um, but yeah, it's great to have the three of you here. I'm so excited to get into this game. Um, again, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, the third in the Solid series, uh, originally on the PS2, but it's had... Releases release since. Um, the first thing I want to get into, which I know for maybe the three of us who've been on the show before, we can keep it brief because I know we've talked about it, but I want to hear about our history with the series uh, and this game in general. Matt, why don't we start with you since this is your first time on this, on um, the game club for Metal Gear Solid. Okay. What is your history like with the series and this game as well?
1: Well, I'll say... I'm going to say right off the bat, I think Metal Gear... Solid Three Snake Eater is maybe my favorite game of all time, if not one of my top three favorite games. It's I, I love it. Um, wow. And this game, I mean, for Metal Gear, uh, to me is like very special. Um, I remember being a little kid and watching my uncle play through the very first one, and just being like, "What is this? This is yeah. my, this is awesome. This is like really cool." And, you know, when the first one come out, I was probably like seven or eight years old or something. 1998. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's about right then. And then uh, I never played two ever, um, but um, I did recently because on Get Played, we do uh, hit every November or last two Novembers, 2021 and... Or 2020, and 2021, we did Hideo Code Jember, where we do a month long <laughs> uh, deep dive into uh, Hideo's
0: uh, work. That's right. And, that's is not. That's why they say, "Remember, remember, Hideo Code Jember." That's right. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. That's where it's that not comes just for from. One day, it's for the all for the yes. whole month.
1: <laughs> and um, so, I, I played um, Sons of Liberty for the first time last year, and was just blown away by it. Was I fucking loved it? It's so good um but i played three not necessarily not when it was new but i played it on ps2 okay um i got it like from hollywood video like in the hollywood video like bargain bin probably for like 10 bucks or
0: something do you remember Um, if the first time you played it if it was the like original release um or if it it was subsistence
1: it's the original and i have it i have uh it's one of the few PS2 games I still oh, nice. have, I think, is the uh, Hollywood video with the Hollywood video printed oh, um, yeah. sleeve. Yes. That uh, works. So I have that. And then um, I also, I got it, uh, I, I too have it on 3DS. Uh, ooh, ooh, and baby. I got it when it was new um, at, uh, so you got it for 30 cents. I got it at <laughs> 300 times more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Or 100 times more, rather. Right um, and I, I I played through it a little bit then and I was like okay I've played this and then I kind of <laughs> just kind of put it to put it to bed but then at last for this past kojember uh, we were like okay let's cover this one because it's my favorite nice. let's just cover this one because it's good um, and I dusted off the the three I dusted off the three DS version yeah. even though that I do I do um have it I have the PS3 um collection with one Mm -hmm. with uh with you know two three and four um and then i also and i also have um i think i also have it digitally on xbox because it was like four dollars or something well i should also have this just in case um but i bought the attachment for my 3ds the the nub yeah i bought the nub for circle um, pad pro the circle pad pro yeah and it's the there we o- go. only game that i have that uses it but it was <laughs> uh it, it did greatly enhance the experience i will say um nice. well worth uh that that cost me 30 bucks too
3: <laughs> you spent almost yeah. a full game price for a yeah jeremy actually for, for, got for a freaking
0: nub Damn. jeremy i think you got paid to take someone's circle pad pro yeah yeah <laughs> we well, see so, yeah
2: someone had been- <laughs> someone had Please. died and they were <laughs> oh, they, no. they only had that on them when they <laughs> yeah. died. You, oh, you had no. to play oh, the Paint <laughs> the State on It was Pro. all my it was all my dad left me in his yeah. passing. It was my Circle Pad, my pad, circle Pro. pad Pro. into my son
0: Jeremy, my Circle <laughs> Pad Pro. That's a good haul. Yeah. Um uh Matt, uh so you so you played you've played the 3DS version. Any other experience with the series in general?
1: Um I think I played a little bit of 4 um and I played I think I played like the beginning of the first part of five. Okay. Oh, no, look, it looks like we've got, we froze oh, he's, Jeremy.
0: He's frozen. It, it only took 11 minutes into the show for that to happen.
1: Uh, should I keep going or should yeah, we keep you You uh, can keep going.
0: I'm going sh- okay. to let him in as soon as he's back.
1: I, um, I, I played a little bit of the beginning of five just to see, uh, like, Oh, this is Kiefer Sutherland and not, uh, David That's Hader. Right. Um, and as I understand it, there's like an in game reason for why that is, but I've never, I've not finished it. Um, mm. And I also played a little bit of Peace Walker because I had a, I have a PSP. Yes. Um, and I don't, but I never finished it. And that's a game that I just wish the, I don't know if you, you guys have probably talked about this a little bit uh, in general. I wish the PSP was a little. Either a little bigger or a little more comfortable to hold. There's something oh, about yeah. even the shape of it that doesn't feel quite right in the hands. I never had a Vita, and I know I think the Vita is maybe a little better. It's um, I would say it's, it's, it's
2: like a. <laughs> yeah, it's actually worse. Yeah, we, the the PSP was ergonomically
0: better than the Vita. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had I love um, the Vita, but
4: <laughs> it
2: sucks to hold. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when we did our uh, our. PS Vita Space Solace, our draft episode recently, Alec and I were talking about that for a while because we both have the same attachment for our Vita, so it Mm. actually is great that way. I like, refuse to play it just naked, as cool as it looks.
4: Yeah.
1: I, uh, I think that you could play Metal Gear Solid 3 on your Vita also, I think. You can uh there's so many versions of it that's the only reason why i want to hunt down a vita now is to get so i could have a fifth version of this game you, you uh, know the
0: the combo of two and three is like fairly reasonable on ebay yeah. so you could do it i believe in you maybe i'll do
1: it you know look i i i i ordered a, a circle pad pro okay so you know <laughs> the lengths that i'll go to uh to play this game but yeah this game to me i don't know there's something about it it's so like even just played playing through it again uh Last year uh, was such a such a treat. It's so it's so fantastic.
0: I'm so glad. Yeah. Um Well, uh, glad to hear a little bit about your history with the series, but also this game in general. I didn't. I knew you liked this game. I didn't realize how high it was for you personally. That's so. I'm real extra glad we uh, had yeah. you in this episode. Oh, um, I have, uh, before
2: we get yeah. too far away too from Matt's experience and the whole Hideo Kojima uh, mm. thing on Get Played, uh, I I happen to know. You guys covered police knots. Yes. Which is if anyone knows anything about police knots, that's insane that they that they covered that. <laughs> yeah. That is like there's not many people who are covering police knots in 2022, no, 2021. No. And for good would, reason. It's not that reckon, good. I would, <laughs> <laughs> I would recommend going and listening to that episode um yeah. because as you know also playing through like the Metal Gear Solid games, there's a ton of police knots crossover with them yes. and then the, that other choose your own adventure Snatcher I would say if you're gonna
1: play one of the two Snatcher is I think the better one although there is I think stuff in both that has aged uh, you know incredibly bad Um, there's (laughs) a
2: police nuts segment with a with a stewardess where you can like Grab her breasts and they jiggle and hawk and yeah. she's like and, she, and she's yeah. like stop and she's then like, stop you stop can just me. keep
1: doing it. <gasps> oh my
2: god! <laughs> yeah. I played I've i played police knots also and um I can't believe I played it so yeah. I, I let alone anyone else
1: and I don't think they were released um here so I think the no. uh, translations of them are both uh like fan translated mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah uh, so you know just a lot of a lot of work on that end so, but I you know that then. You could sort of think, oh, how well was this translated, you know? But mm. with something like that, <laughs>
2: well, yeah, <laughs> the
1: action's in it. You know what I mean? Like it's like you can't really. They didn't add that. Yeah. Um, but it, it both are very interesting. He's a very interesting, you know, eccentric kind of uh, one of the few uh, video game auteurs uh, that 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 we have. You know, uh, and. But, I wouldn't even say his weirdest games, but definitely games that people aren't really uh, talking about uh, a lot these days. Everyone yeah. talks about how weird Death Stranding is, but you don't get Death Stranding if you don't have uh, a talking Metal Gear robot in Snatcher.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh man. <laughs> Who's your well, prop,
2: Props to props to y'all doing doing that. That's just such a it's a, it's such a fun. That's very fun. Snatcher and Police Knots are like part of gaming's history, mainly in Japan. So yeah. You don't
0: get a make lot of it that over stuff. here to the to the what I call the wild wild west, right? <laughs> well, stay tuned. Uh, you know, <laughs> patrons, if we get over the two thousand patron threshold, which we're only one thousand nine hundred and. 85 away from. Mm-hmm. We're going to re-release the Get Played episode as our own exclusively okay. on the Patreon. So Yeah, that's good. It's, it's I'll, easy I'll, to do
2: I'll that because you, just, you yeah. just download it from the internet and then you yeah. can put it back on your Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll get you a,
1: a, a high res. Uh, oh, thank you, Matt. <laughs> I'll get you a wave. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: well, McCaller, we got to hear from you a little bit on... Um, the first episode that we did, but since it's been a few, would you give us a just brief catch up on the series and maybe focusing on, um, your experience with three?
3: Yeah. Uh, this series is one of like 35 video game TV shows, movies that are in my like second favorite thing of all time ever group. Like I yeah. just love everything. Metal gear behind, and love of it.
0: course, resident evil,
3: resident evil is my number one game. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> wow. Guys, <laughs> we already did a games club on it. Uh, but yeah, I love Metal Gear so much. It's uh, my f- one of my all-time favorite series. Um, this game, specifically Metal Gear 3, I don't remember the first time I played it. Mm. It feels like a game that I just have always played and always known.
0: You know why, McCaller? Um, I can tell you why. Tell me why. Because you lived it, brother.
3: Yeah, I was the <laughs> basis for Snake. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, <laughs> I remember working at GameStop and we had a big cardboard cutout of Snake Eater. That Mm -hmm. was my um, very first. uh, Wow! Like my very first day at GameStop, we I was at a GameStop and I was like, "Yo, how do I take that home?" And I want to say I took it home and it was like in my friend, my college buddy's house for forever. (laughs)
0: Incredible. Uh,
3: And yeah, I feel like I played it. I I certainly didn't play it like at release, but I eventually Mm -hmm. played it. My big memory of playing it is with some college friends. Um, Also, uh, uh, my podcast co-host, Roxy Polk, uh, who I went to college with. uh, We were staying up very late and finishing. And I was like, "I I don't know if you guys have played through this, you know, in your most recent playthroughs. This game has like 15 endings. Yeah. And it doesn't stop. And so what we were, it was like getting pretty late and I was like, well, we can just finish this really quick. We're at the Vulcan <laughs> oh, fight. No. We can just blow. And there's like two and a half hours left. And I just remember being furious, like furious when there, there's like a point where you crash your motorcycle and there's another little stealth section. Yes. That sucks. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Lost my, like <laughs> smash a controller level angry about it. But I do think it's the best game in the series. It's certainly my favorite game in the series. Uh, I've played it a bunch of times since and I just rewatched the uh, YouTube, the movie. Oh, it's it. like four
0: hours and 20 minutes. It
3: was exactly that long. Yep. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think I saw I scrolled past it. Yep.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was good. It was great. It's uh, to refresh myself with the story. It's it holds up. I found new stuff that I'm like really fascinated in. I think there's just a lot here to sift through.
0: Ah, I love it, dude. I'm so glad to have you here, McAllar, because I know that I know what, that this game means a lot to you too. So thank you too for being mm-hmm. here. But um, the Lyndon B. Johnson of the pod, step up to the plate, Mr. Schmidt. <laughs> What's your experience uh, like with Metal Gear Solid Three?
2: I um, did not play this game when it came out. This this game's release and like late PS2 titles in general mark the end of me playing video games until for like five, maybe six years. Cause that's like around when I went to college Mm -hmm. and was too cool for that. (laughs) And then eventually decided that I was actually not that cool and that I could totally (laughs) keep playing video games. And, uh, and then I eventually got back in with like the PS3 and the Wii. But, um, but I remember, like, so you
1: took one generation off. Like, I took barely.
2: One, one generation <laughs> off, barely. When I say five or six years, it was like yeah. it was around this, and then like the 360 had just come out. I see, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's 05 to maybe 2010 or 11 or something. Mm, yeah, and uh, yeah, so I missed this one completely. I understood it to be a lot of my friends' favorite Metal mm. Gear games, let alone maybe they're one of some of their favorite games. And, um, and honestly, it's the title. This and Peace Walker were the two games that made me want to do this games club because wow. I was like, I hadn't played those. And I was like, I'm well, I, of course, I have to make it about work. So I'm like, yeah. well, well, I'm not going to play it for just no reason. So I, <laughs> I opted. I wanted to... Yeah, I opted. We—that's uh, what kind of led to I think the conversation about doing the Metal Gear Solid Games Club is that we, you know, and I think Connor, you had there was a bunch you had not played like all of them, I think, right? Yeah,
0: literally, quite literally, every one of them. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah,
2: so that yeah, it made it fun for me to kind of go back and play this, and I got to say, you know, we're all kind of gushing about the game. I want I'm on that train as well. It does not disappoint, even to go back so many years later, even for the first time. Mm. Mm. such a great such a great experience I will say it's so enhanced by that PS3 Metal Gear collection that Bluepoint whatever they did to it those touch ups are are, the game looks amazing it plays great on the PlayStation 3 Um, so I'm glad I got to do it that way as opposed to having to go back and source a PS2 or play it on 3DS Um, but I'll probably play it on 3DS eventually it 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 plays surprisingly well and
1: the thing that I'll say about the uh the 3ds version also in many ways it's the definitive version because it has stuff in it like some quality of life things in it that aren't present in the um the original version like crouching and oh. like crouch walking and things like that like it has oh. it's it's good it's it's a good port and it looks i don't know how they did it yeah i, I have no know. idea how they got this much juice out of the 3ds but it looks pretty good like it, it, it for uh you know
2: a, a, a port of a PS2 game, <laughs> yeah, and and it was like a launch game for the 3DS, along with like Street Fighter Four was like one like 3D. Yeah. They were like they were trying weird stuff with the with the 3DS back then. You know they hadn't quite landed on what that gaming console was going to end up being, which was yeah. something kind of different. Yeah. You know? I, I also Just got DS. that Street
1: Fighter Four <laughs> port, uh, and it's too easy. That's because oh. you can t- you touch the screen for the. Like for the combos, oh. like for the uh, oh, I love that. that, like for Shoryuken and stuff like that, and Psycho Crusher. If you're playing M, uh, M. Bison, it's just whoa. a button you push on the screen instead of memorizing
3: the. That uh, truly disappointed me. <laughs> 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 I felt whoa. emotionally let down by that. Yeah, 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 that's
1: great. It's uh, it's kind of a Street
0: Fighter uh, if it was made for for Gen Z. You know, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Um be, man I'm so glad I knew we were going to talk about Street Fighter 4 today. Um I'll talk a little bit about my history with this game which is I mean uh, not a lot. Uh like like Jeremy was just uh recalling I'm so new to this series. I had played the first most of the first one last year and picked it up in January uh to finish for episode 1. I have since played through um Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty on that uh fabled uh uh, HD collection, which is on the PlayStation Three. Even though I started it on PS Two, um, fantastic. Absolutely loved it. Uh, was would love to have seen how I would have reacted if I were a fan of the series when it was airing. Like, kind of like it's kind of like it got its own Tune Link thing with Raiden. Um, but mm-hmm. anyway, uh, I host in hosting this episode. I think because I finished two so early, I waited a while to play it and got up, maybe I had like two or three weeks to play it before we were going to record this episode and was like, all right, I got to finally start this. I got to start this. And then your boy got COVID. Ah, (laughs) So the big C. I was stuck at home. (laughs) Normally they call me the big C, um, (laughs) which I take offense to. Um, I was stuck at home for 10 days. And I think in like, Five or six days, I just blew through this game and just absolutely really love it. I think for me, it's the easiest one of the first three that I played, but I was talking to Jeremy. That also could be that now I'm used to them and I sort of know how these games function in both the systems, but like what to expect from uh, the length of the game and moments in it. So, but it really was a ride and I just, I just enjoyed it so much and i can't wait to replay it um it was an absolute absolute blast um it's really all i have to say about my personal experience besides the uh details that we're going to get into for the game so why don't we actually get into a little history and context for the game itself Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater uh, was released on uh, November 17th, 2004, two days after my 14th birthday, uh, which I went to, uh, got kidnapped by my friends to go see The Incredibles and made out with a girl in the movie theater. Uh, So I was thriving when this movie came out. Uh, When you said kidnapped...
1: I was really scared. And yeah, yeah.
0: No, it ended up just a story about me being being cool, having yeah. someone thirsting after me like Eva. Yeah, um, nice, but... dude. But oh, thanks, <laughs> thanks, bro. That but... fucking rocks, dude.
2: I always Ooh. describe that when that happens to me as an Ava situation. <clears throat> yeah, of course. Yeah. We um, keep meeting these women with their long jumpsuits. Yes. <laughs> so, so
0: unzipped. Always unzipped. Um, yeah.
1: Can I ask you about the movie real quick, though, Connor? Oh. How could you even
2: focus on making out when Mrs. Incredible was on screen the whole time? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you who you should have been making out with, <clears throat> Mrs. Incredible.
0: Yeah, yeah I should have been plastering my face against the movie screen and getting <laughs> escorted out of the theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if only I could go back in time. Um,
2: Connor, when you were seeing that movie, did you think that she wasn't going to be real stretchy? Because you would be wrong Uh,
0: Yeah yeah, I was not prepared I was not uh, emotionally prepared uh, I've seen movies
2: with Connor and before every movie He goes in
1: and says I can guarantee you (laughs) no one is going to be stretchy in this (laughs) And then when he's, I'm sure when he saw The Incredibles, his yeah, jaw hit the ground. There's probably. been like
0: three movies that have surprised me. It's great. <laughs> Two of them being the in the Incredibles franchise. Yeah, um,
2: one of anyway. them being Pet Detective.
0: Yes, of course. Uh, t- dear God, uh, Metal Gear Solid 3: Snake Eater. Um, like I said, came out November 17 on November 17th, 2014. Developed by Konami uh, and also published by the same company. Originally released for the PS2, we've discussed a lot, but it's directed and written by Hideo Kojima, um, which and it serves as the prequel to the entire Metal Gear series, even before uh, the first two Metal Gear games that were on the MSX and the one that got ported to NES as well. Um, this it's Mix interesting revenge, to yeah. to like think about this game, uh, and it's been so funny to sort of like binge this. The first three games in about the first two and a half months of the year. And I just thinking about the context of when it was released and how I've heard this said a lot, but it really fe- it feels it rings true to me in the sense that this is sort of felt parts of this game feel like an apology for Sons of Liberty, for the fan backlash to, you know, the surprise of playing as Raiden for the entire um for the entire game after the opening tanker sequence. Um Getting us back to playing as a snake figure. Of course, we're not playing as solid snake, we're playing as naked snake, who would eventually become the uh, big boss that we yes. know from Metal Gear. Um, and uh, Which I think
1: is a troll, yes. I think that's a Hideo troll. He was like, Everybody was mad that you couldn't play snake. Well, in this one, you can, but also not really. Yeah, like- <laughs> that's what I was gonna
2: say. Is it feels like it feels like another. Kind of not, not fuck you, because I he do, I think Kojima loves his audience. I don't really think yes. he's trying to, but it's fun. Art, yes. art's fun when it's when it's crazy, you know. Yes. So yeah,
1: yeah, I think that's definitely him, like winking a little bit and having, yeah, having a little, having a laugh, as they say,
3: taking the piss.
2: <laughs> take, yeah. In the UK, they they take I, the piss out of it. Yeah. I would also <laughs>
3: make a thematic argument both for Raiden in the second game and for. This game, to me, like, I was kind of thinking about it this most recent time. I was like, why is this called Metal Gear Solid 3? Mm -hmm. And figuring out what story they're tracking and progressing. Mm. Like, if 2 introduces the concept of the Patriots, like, 3 is is the next step of that story. Like, Mm -hmm. it really is. It does feel like a progression of that narrative. Um, And thematically, uh, this whole story being about, like, what you have to do to complete your mission, what kind of soldier you have to be. Yes. uh, It does feel like, this is maybe jumping the gun a little bit for me. (laughs) The idea of this game, the fact that the Cobra unit is all based on emotions and Snake is slaughtering them. Like if Snake's journey is to give up his emotions, give up his humanity to become this perfect soldier. I could almost see this moment where you have to dress up as Raiden. (laughs) A moment where the fans have to abandon their emotions to complete yeah. the mission. <laughs> mm.
0: Which is something you have to do in this game. Um, yeah. Yeah. Or if you're me and at the beginning of the game, you select that you like Metal Gear Solid 2 because I had just played it and loved it. Yeah. You start the game with the Raiden mask on your face. And I was yeah. really confused. <laughs> I did not know because I had watched it wow. in watching some videos to brush up for this podcast. I like saw the cutscene scene and it, you actually see Snake in the in the plane. And I was like, mm-hmm. that was a su- not a surprise to me because I knew it was going to be him. But it gives such a different feeling to that opening scene. So wait,
3: what? Like that, like <laughs> just like a
0: full <laughs> trick.
3: Yeah. How does, it, how does it work? Because I always selected. I like Metal Gear Solid 2. Like, how do you get a guy's? face if you say no at the beginning of at the game at some like point you have in
2: the game in?
1: you get it later it's an item that you i think have to find uh, uh, okay. yeah, later yeah. on but so you so you because get... you, you have to have it for that mission to yeah uh, cut progress that where, story yeah where
2: vulgan grabs your crotch you yeah, yeah. hideo kojima <laughs> is telling <laughs> yeah. the
3: people who liked his last game <laughs> yeah. congratulations you get to skip this part of the game and get a little reward That's yeah you funny. don't have to look for this thing you mm-hmm. can just have it and when you get to that point there you go you're set
1: um uh, god what a! can't remember what i selected i must have selected um i think there's one that if you select it you just get like a bunch of stuff like and i just picked that one i I think it's three yeah i was like i like i like this give me all the stuff i want i just want to start with all the stuff please
4: Mm.
0: yeah Mm -hmm. you do get some extra bonuses that i think if you don't select it you can get at the end of the game after completing it that you can Mm -hmm. use in subsequent playthroughs um yeah good great point McCaller. um we sort of also um we've been talking about the different releases of this game. Um Metal Gear Solid 3 Subsistence was an expanded edition released in Japan in late 2005 and then in North America, Europe and Australia in 2006. And one of the the main difference in this game is that the original version Snake Eater plays like the first two where it's a set, even though it's a, you know, 3D modeled environments and characters, it is a top-down uh, game which actually going into this one I was a little nervous about and didn't know if I would like it as much because I was playing the version that you were actually moving around with a free camera
4: mm-hmm.
0: Um ended up loving it but subsistence is what introduced that um, along with uh, I think a few other smaller features as well um, we talked about the remastered version that was included in the MGS uh, HD collection uh, and then the 3DS version we have just been praising this entire time, uh, but rocks. I would love to play that. And I'm glad Matt brought up the sneak crouching that you can do, the crouch walking, um, just continually adding uh, elements to the different releases of this game. Uh,
1: and when I when I have a crouch button, I freaking stay in crouch yeah. mode, baby. Yes, I love stealth to games. Yeah, should
3: all be stealth crouching. Yeah, I love the whole
1: it. time. I love it. Um, I never. I'm never fully standing up.
2: You know, Never. in fact, I, <laughs> no. I would have liked Knees that. Knees are shot.
0: <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Glutes I <would've>...
0: <laughs> insane. <laughs> <laughs> I would have enjoyed that in, in the version that I played <laughs> because sometimes when like you are sneaking around, I don't want to crouch into grass and then get in that first person mode where like you can't see anything really except mm. the grass yeah. in front of you. So that crouch would have been really fun to include. Um, are you f- all
2: uh, free camera plan, or are you isometric when you play? Because you can switch
0: between them. You can switch. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, huge. Oh yeah, uh, And the layout doesn't change at all, right?
2: The layout doesn't change, but like the camera
0: will go whoosh, to the top. Uh, do you switch? What do you, What do you go with, Jeremy?
2: Well, I was gonna kind of bring up that like the idea of subsistence having that free roaming camera was like so attractive because mm-hmm. it was a new thing like a new thing in 3D adventure action adventure games to be able to control the the camera like the PS2 generation kind of like was figuring that out as it went along yeah. and then i feel like the 360 generation that's like every game is you can mm-hmm. so it's not novel anymore so these days i like playing isometric cuz oh. it's just like it's like oh that these metal gear games are kind of like that for yeah. me you know mm-hmm. um uh but yeah that was it just that is like thing. I was like, like every game is like a, f- a camera game
0: yes
3: that's I what i mean like one, it, it used to be like the number one complaint about like oh mario 64 greatest game of all time camera kind of sucks you never do right. that anymore that part that part of video games is over
0: right because <gasps> you can all you can also change your settings all, all sorts of stuff i also it, it makes sense that, to me that the original version did have that same top-down sort of view in the sense that like this like two was supposed to be the final Metal Gear Solid game, so it, it they were seen as like their own entity together, like these mm-hmm. three games. So it it does make sense. Um but I would like to maybe the next time I play it I'll I'll toggle. Um as far as the setting of the actual game goes, it's set in 1964, 31 years before the events. Of the original Metal Gear, and the story centers on the Fox operative, code named Naked Snake, as he attempts Ooh, to rescue. Wow! Oh yeah, and, and, and boy is he uh, is is Snake as handsome and as uh, as sought after as ever. Uh, <laughs> hunky Snake. He's even more hunky than the first one. Uh, he probably attempts... as hunky as Snake has been. Oh yeah, for sure. It's I mean maybe post. I post uh, losing his eye. He's a little hotter. Cause that just yep. adds yeah. a little edge, but let um, me think of
2: his haircut.
0: It, there's there is there there's the not mullet, much to right? say for me. Yeah,
1: I mean I mean he's like peak Kurt Russell in this. Like, yeah. at yeah. his in his in just in tip top shape. He looks good. I also think that Naked Snake is supposed to make you think dick. Probably, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know well, what I mean.
2: I, someone said uh, Patrick Ellers brought up that apparently a liquid and solid snakes are talking about poops. A Liquid oh, yes. snakes versus yeah. a solid oh.
1: poop. Yeah, that makes sense. But naked, that's, that's different. Man. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> naked, is, naked is not one of the. Uh, you know, it's not kind solid of, or liquid. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Maybe it's gas. Yeah, um, n- naked
1: is gas for sure.
0: So snake has been sent. Uh, to uh, attempt to rescue the Russian rocket scientist Nikolai Stepanovich Sokolov, sabotage an experimental superweapon, the Shekohad, and assassinate his defected former boss named The Boss. Um, While previous games were set in a primarily urban environment, Snake Eater adopts the 1960s Soviet jungle setting with the high-tech near-future trappings of the previous Metal Gear Solid games replaced with Wilderness. This is... Another thing that I would have loved to have been on the ground floor for at the time of release to because in fact, even going into playing this game, I was also had like a tiny bit of nerves for that too. like would I be able to acclimate to this uh, environment? but I ended up and I think it has to do with the systems that they introduced uh, in this game. I ended up really liking um, yeah this this change from the first two it's more
1: dynamic it's just a little more interesting like obviously like the whole thing in the first two is that like you're in these sort of like like bases basically and they all kind of look the same or whatever uh and that's its own aesthetic right but like just to see this guy out in the fucking jungle it rocks Mm -hmm. it's like it's it's just so much more interesting
3: yeah. And you do still get those bases. Like it, I feel yes. like it makes the bases so special when you find one. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. just like all of a sudden playing a whole, like going downstairs into this deep underground base. It feels like you found something as opposed to being funneled through Uh, room after room it does make him it makes him feel cooler for sure yeah
2: the way people talked about this game when it came out and sort of for years after was how open it was like Mm. and that they always described it as being so open and that i think that also kind of scared me away from it for a while because i was thinking oh man is there gonna be too many systems too many things i'm gonna have to figure out and really it's just like matt said it's just more dynamic versions of what they were already doing in level design. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be fooled by the jungle aesthetic. It is just a base like, yeah, atmosphere. It's literal rooms it, you're walking it's through. Literal, it's literal. I almost feel like this game is level based because you never mm-hmm. ba- really backtrack. It's all forward yes. progression. So yeah, so don't be nervous about that. Metal Gear Solid 5 is where it really delivers on that promise of like, okay, we're in an open world mm-hmm. and yeah.
3: And Can I ask, is this, I I just played um, Horizon Forbidden West. Was Metal Gear Solid 3 the first game to do the, like, the
0: tall grass equals stealth zone? Oh. It, it is the earliest one that I've played that does anything like that.
3: It's a, certainly the first time I remember it, but like I do kind of like that, that little addition to video game vocabulary, right? Like if you see yeah. a red barrel, you can shoot it and explodes. If you see tall grass, yeah, you get you can, below eye level and you are invincible. Yeah. Or invisible rather. Yeah. You cannot. <laughs> yeah. You're not
4: you able to
1: be seen by the naked eye. If you're in any amount of grass. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, um, yeah. It's just really love the, this this setting is great and jeremy to reiterate what you were saying too i was also just worried like is this gonna be huge and open like i don't know um so yeah this the series it does a lot of what or this game does a lot of what the series uh was doing before it especially with the first two games but like i think someone else also said it builds on so much um also a big thing about this game which i'm sure we'll get into is something that like at first I don't know how I missed for like the first hour or turning on the game, but this is such like a, there's so much of an homage to like the sixties or just Bond in general, James mm-hmm. Bond. Oh yes. and
1: The theme song alone is Bond the
0: theme. opening is so yeah. great. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I really, I'm not even a big Bond guy, but mm-hmm. that them adding that on is like a layer of character to this game really worked for me personally well um, that's
1: something that i just love about um hideo is that he just like puts everything he likes in a game yes. uh-huh. like just no, that doesn't matter what it is he's like oh like uh yeah i like james bond i'm gonna make i can we get a a, a bond theme for the opening theme of snake eater i also like um I like to be horny. Can we put like horny girls <laughs> in this game? Uh, can we do that? Uh, and just, can we like, hold R
3: one to give a clear horny view? Yes, of yes, the game.
1: yeah. Uh, and then just like other he, I mean, he references and then like movies all the time. Like when you call yeah. uh, and you save, uh, I can't remember what her name is now. Paramedic. Uh, paramedic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, how could I forget? It's like what she does, um, which is another staple of uh, his games. Uh, but when you talk to her, she just was like, Oh, like, did you have you ever seen Godzilla? And then he's like, Huh? He, oh, and mm-hmm. I don't know if I've said this to you guys before, but my favorite thing about Snake is that he's supposed to be this like very capable like one of the best spies in the world and he's like as dumb as rocks he's never heard of anything he doesn't know what anyone is talking about ever and he's like everything that you any new piece of information he gets is
3: a gigantic surprise to him he's always just like what yes what? Matt have yeah. you considered that that's how he got to be the greatest spy because he takes in every piece of information <laughs> twice he has yeah. to he's repeat like repeats it when you say it. it's helpful
0: especially when I'm like kind of maybe half on my phone in a Kodak moment where it's like I hear it repeated. Oh, a Kodak moment. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) You can have that, Mr. Kojima. You can have it. You You can have it. We'll never have another Metal Gear possibly. I I think
2: uh, Snake is particularly like not just kind of dumb in this game, but innocent. Like, yes. He really leans on the boss as being his mama. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yes. And he's very confused as to why she's not. Acting right, you know, like he's just like, and he's not
1: horny. He snake specifically is not horny ever, right? Uh, Like, I feel like when even when women try to like flirt with him and stuff, he's like,
2: uh, leave me alone, like, he's (laughs) not not very interested in it when he finishes his his objective, and and his mom is
0: dead now.
2: Now I can bust. Yeah. Now I can. Now it's time to bust.
0: Gosh. Um this this snake is really, I mean we're just we're kind of getting into discussion now but like yeah, there's a lot to say about th- how different as much as he looks identical uh, uh, virtually, how different mm-hmm. this snake is and operates. And I actually like like you get a lot more I think from this version of snake. Um so Anyway, it, it'll it be fun to get into that. Um, this is obviously considered one of the greatest video games of all time, not just by these three dopes that joined me on the episode, but <laughs> by many people. It sold, according to Wikipedia, by March of 2010, it sold around 4 million copies, um, which they're calling a commercial success. And, you know, that that is great, but, like, thinking about how many PS2s are out there, like, that doesn't seem like that many. I guess I forget that it is, it's not a niche franchise or a niche series but like it's not the most popular um out there which is
2: it's it's those numbers also seem good and high for that time
0: to like oh sure yeah
2: you know like today it's a different we live in a different world that's true video games are like ubiquitous and everyone buys a mario kart (laughs) like it's like a rite of passage
1: to connor's point too though like 158 million um ps2s were sold uh so like that but also i think a lot of those i think a lot of i have this theory that a lot of ps2 sales weren't just ps2 sales Mm -hmm. i think people bought them as dvd players you are correct Matt. like you know what i mean like i don't think some people were like oh yeah this plays video games but i mostly watch this as a i don't i don't play video games i i have
2: dvds yeah Uh, i watch crouching tiger hidden dragon on
1: this. (laughs) yeah (laughs) i I I check out the
0: special features on shrek (laughs) <laughs> nice Which I absolutely did um, Hell Yeah, uh, yeah this game is bloopers. great yeah. um, Any as far as just like the historical Context of the game maybe even With the series uh, in, in um, Relationship to the series itself Is there anything um, you all Feel like sharing before we get into more Of a discussion of uh, Any thoughts we have about the game
3: I do kind of feel like This is the right way to do Historical fiction Like, Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily want to see a a story where, like, Lyndon Johnson is involved in a conspiracy, but do I want to hear him talking about legendary soldier, the boss? Yes. Yes. A thousand percent.
1: Yeah. You don't want it to be the version that it is in Call of Duty where uh, like Reagan is giving you an assignment personally. Right. right, You sort of like, you want maybe Reagan to be an NPC that gives you lore, not necessarily. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to meet
2: him in Elden Ring. Yeah, <laughs> Ring and Elden Ring. Hello, tarnished. <laughs> Hello, tarnished. <laughs>
0: We've got the war on the grace.
2: So...
0: <laughs> ha- haven't played that game, so I'm glad that worked. Um, that's good. Yeah, that's a uh, thank you for for bringing that Mr. up, Mr. Godric. Recall.
1: Tear down those
0: runes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder if there's anything to, like. Does anyone have any guesses? not not to get like too deep down this rabbit hole but like why this time period when this game came out you know like So if you think about like MGS two to me is perfect because it's like Y two K is about to happen or or it just happened you know what I mean or you know and Mm -hmm. so it's like it's like it's all about technology and and it like and the Matrix had just come out so it's kind of you know references concepts in that and it's like cyber like the the last level of MGS two is just like we're in a cyber world do you know why did he go decide to do like a Vietnam
0: thing was it. I would guess that it could have had something, I mean, as much as this game was probably started development at the, like, if not the tail end of 2, like, after that finished in 2001, but even if he wasn't trying to say something about war and sending people, you know, soldiers into places and just the catastrophe that that is for, like, human lives and what they're doing, um, it ended up being something is relevant there. Yeah, yeah.
1: I do think that's a big part of it cuz I mean I remember hearing um uh I think sometime last year uh Hideo did like an interview with um with Jeff Kylie at like the Game Awards or something and he was talking about how COVID has impacted video game development and how he like how that's going to change how he thinks about those types of stories he's going to tell mm-hmm. going forward cuz like you know he's always happens to be He's like a very prescient man, for better or for worse. He, what is that like? He like he just knows what's going on somehow. All the time, he's a nice. uh, Nostradamus of video games, sort of. Yeah. Uh, where like he set a game in a world where uh, nobody goes outside, and uh, like Amazon delivery people are heroes, um, <laughs> and you can like actually get hurt from being outside. And then a pandemic happened where a similar thing occurred. Yes. Uh, like so four
0: he, months later. Yes, and so yeah.
1: he yeah. sort of like he didn't do that on purpose right but like he has this sort of like way of reading <laughs> looking into like how things maybe could and would shake out if something like that were to happen mm-hmm. so that, that sort of like if this is true what else is true type of thing yeah. right so I do think he maybe takes stuff that like is possible
3: and think or what's going on in the world and like sort of works from that point Yeah, like I had- I hadn't thought about that, this idea that he has, like, the right blend of cynicism and optimism to, like, when he starts to extrapolate what sci-fi will do to us, he he is in line with reality. (laughs) That fucking Metal Gear Solid 2 is about fake news, somehow. (laughs) That 2001 game is about a 2018 issue.
1: People are gonna Uh, be online and saying stuff, and nobody's gonna be able to fucking verify what's true and what's not true. mm -hmm. We Uh, need
3: ourselves an arsenal gear.
1: And then this one, (laughs) it's... Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh, how did we get to... Maybe it was more like, how did we get to this... Point in history now, so he worked yeah. backwards from this, and he's like, yeah. "Okay, well, like, if we can have the sort of the like the political landscape that we have now in like the way we handle war in this modern day, what happened to get here?" And it's like, "Okay, mm. so here's this crazy story where right. this guy Snake uh, yeah. had to kill his
2: mommy because this is prime like Bush, <laughs> uh, Bush two era yeah. war on Afghanistan, Bush war two. in Ira- mm. Iraq, and I and I think and I'll, that's a I think that's a great point." Maybe also, you know, setting up, because I think eventually this this arc throughout the series goes to, like, actually Big Boss, who you thought was the big villain, is actually the big hero, because mm-hmm. he's, like, a socialist. Like, I think yes. the game ends up being shockingly pro-socialist long term. Yeah, And I think this is him setting, kind of setting some of those things up early, like, yeah. uh, you know, in a weird way. Oh, but, definitely. Yeah.
0: I think... Yeah. Uh, go for it, Jeremy. Sorry, that was it. That was I, mean. I was going to Big say, Boss
1: runs the DSA Outer Heaven branch. Yeah. Outer Heaven branch. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, dear comrades, th-
0: those people are insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> he, I mean, this game no, leave is, me alone. is as much as you know. I'll playing, donate. I don't want to go to a meeting though. <laughs> oh, sorry, can't make it to the ninetieth Zoom in a row. Um, <laughs> as much as this, I don't live in Long Beach. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, the whole series, I feel like you could, this could be said about it as much as, you know, we're playing as an action hero, uh, a, like a super soldier who, if you decide to play this way, can just you're shooting up a bunch of people with a bunch of guns or killing them in different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very anti-war. Um, and there's yes. so much tragedy here, especially by the especially by the end of the film mm-hmm. as big bosses, you know, walking away from that. Meeting where they're celebrating him, or
4: yeah, or mm-hmm. and
0: and those those old conniving politicians or whatever, are like, oh, well, I feel like he'd be good to start the new Fox unit or or whatever. <laughs> they uh, can do like, all of our I, sneaking I, missions. Yes, <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> I love that and they he's like, say I that. just wow. finished. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like just
0: did all this stuff. Can you give me one day? <laughs> Truly. Yeah. Um. Well, uh why don't we? Even though we've you know we started to dip our toes in, why don't we officially don't jump we f- in? to some uh, game discussion. Now, this isn't exactly like the beefiest part to start, but I do want to get something out there. Having been on the Metal Gear Solid 1 episode, I want to acknowledge something and revisit just something I was unsure about, Um, at least from what I can tell for the first three games, and this has been echoed by many of you and others who play it. um, There's been this question of like, is Kojima in on the joke of, like, the sleaziness or horniness of his game or even how, like, Snake is in the first the first uh, Metal Gear Solid. And this is the game that convinced me that he's absolutely in on it and that he yeah. is, like, leaning into, especially this one being, you know, essentially uh, an homage to the Bond series. Um, the whole R, press R1 to look at someone's boobs or, or what have you in this game, like... It it finally clicked for me that it's like oh no this is like playing into that um I don't know if any of you had any thoughts about this at all but I just wanted to get that out there
2: yeah I, I Patrick L I now brought this guy up twice on this episode which Patrick he doesn't deserve that much but Patrick L, obsessed L, with I'm obsessed this fucking guy uh, Patrick uh, I think he put it really well in the MGS two episode where he kind of talked about how Kojima is like a provocateur. Like he probably isn't like putting these things in his game to make you, to tantalize you. It's, it's, it is, there is playing into the genre. Like it's mm-hmm. tropic, right? So it's tropic for a James Bond story there to be like the femme fatale, you know, uh character. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, there's also this thing of like him either like going like too far in some of his games. Like we reference police knots, like, I would say that that's a genuinely not cool moment. Like that that's not even yeah, good it satire. It's, yeah. it kind of just sucks. And it's And it's also
1: not it's one of the many things in that it's not that's not even the worst thing in that game, too. Like it gets worse from there. Oh, like,
2: the, the, the daughter stuff is pretty creepy. Yeah, There's it's that bad. too. Yeah. And that's supposed to be basically lethal weapon in space. Like that's the idea of mm-hmm. police knots. So it's like he's a I, great idea. Yeah, not a bad idea. <laughs> like a yeah. really good idea. Yeah. 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 Uh but I think that, you know, my take on it is that like when anytime you're trying to play into a genre, like, uh, like you're, or, you know, into tropes or you're, or you're juggling tropes, you can get into some hot water, even if you're not intending to be a sexist guy, even if you're, mm-hmm. you know, trying not to be, uh, you know, hurtful to anybody, you are playing with things that are maybe cliche or, you know, um, you know, just, uh, Like especially when you're doing that to representation on uh, in your game or in so that's Mm kind of my take is that I don't think it's coming from a hurtful place or that horny of a place he might be a horny guy but (laughs) I don't know it's like it it seems like it's more coming from this place of like like I'm gonna do the fuck out of this genre like I'm gonna show you like every I mean it's gonna and it's gonna be Mm -hmm. so ridiculous and over the top. Um but that but that being said, I don't think it's an excuse all the nah. time. Mm-hmm.
1: No, yeah. and it's also like it's that thing of just like, I don't know, right? Like you have to then consider Uh, like something like Police Knots was made in like 1993 or something, right? Right. So like the world's lens on like quote unquote satire wasn't like what it is like today either. Doesn't also does not excuse it being bad because it's bad now. That means guess what? It was also bad then too. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) it just the world caught up to it being bad. Um, But I think. Does that, that doesn't make him bad? You know what I mean. It is just oh, yeah. like a, like he just put this in there, Uh and at least I mean you can look, you can look at Metal Gear Solid Three, but you can't touch, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is true. something something
3: that he's learned. Yeah. yeah, he learned his lesson <laughs> in two thousand three. Okay, I yeah. I would say like um for me like I I am pretty good at slicing up and saying like I love so much of this game and I think this is a great game and one of my favorite games of all time and also say like I think the R1 button is gross. Yeah, it's gross. (laughs) Uh, I am notably, uh, like I think this is potentially not fair to the medium of satire but I kind of hate satire. Yes. Jonathan (laughs) Swift like ooh, what if we ate babies? Like shut up. Just write an article about how we need to uh, feed our children better. Like it's yeah. it's just such like a roundabout down silly the Swift. way. Swift. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> the old you you Swifties stay away from are going to be pissed. I know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Racing towards the same joke. Yeah. Uh, I do feel like it, it, it's like if a volcano is erupting and he's like, "Well, I say we all dive into the volcano." It's like yeah. satire is not helping us with Sounds our. Sounds like we're all having volcano soup tonight. Like yeah. no, that's not how that works. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I, think, I, I think satire. You're still doing it. You're still my, committing whatever fault and crime. And yes it, yeah. it's, it's that, less it's that, effective communication it's to that like whatever thing you're
1: of like who's laughing right like yeah. who's uh who's the joke for is the joke for the people who realize it's a joke or the people who are thinking that the uh, abhorrent behavior is uh, funny mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah uh and usually um it's more of the other people <laughs> like yeah. <you're> right yeah
0: <laughs> which well, is and, and you know yeah. maybe that's why it took me so long to figure out what that he was at least in on what he was trying to do with with yeah. uh, that stuff in this series. But I, I had to get on the record clean and say that um, we, we've talked That's about a fair question. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thanks man. Uh, we've talked about this game and the environment that it's, I'll in. be
2: ranking all your questions. for. The- thank yeah. you. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm going to have a lot. So you better get your pen ready. Um, this, uh, This game being in this new environment, you know, outdoors in the in the jungle with uh, it introduces a handful of systems and elements that I really feel like if you had told me before about them and that they were going to introduce all these things like uh, the cure system, like the camouflage, the stamina stuff, I would have been like. Keep that out of my Metal Gear Solid. I don't want that, but I am here to tell you fellers, that upon my first playthrough, I got really into that stuff. And yes. I don't know if it's because it's actually all pretty simple and easy to grasp and just like takes moments of flicking some buttons or going into a system, but I love it. How do you guys Dude, feel I'll, about this?
3: I'll tell you what it is. Uh, huh. What is so satisfying about it is the little sound when you like press circle on the ointment. It's like whoop. whoop. Yeah. 100%. Yes.
1: Yeah. It and then when you make a, something, like, when you make a food, he's like,
2: yuck, this fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Almost <laughs> every time with me, he was like, yeah. I hate my food. Really? <laughs>
3: I
4: thought he loved
2: Python. Like, I was like, this is
0: good. Hey, every this time time is actually pretty good. How
3: much he loves to eat That things. That is a really funny,
0: obviously, you know, the whole, I feel like the, the, Terms or the title of the movie Snake Eater is probably yeah. referencing him. There's only can there only be one boss, and that's him becoming the boss. But you do eat snake in this game if you choose to do so. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, I loved. Uh, it took me a little bit to get into the um the stamina system, and my stomach was just in the game was growling so loud. Yeah. And I was like, Is there? I had diarrhea. I was like, Is there some big ass like? lizard around i thought it was the crocodiles you see or if they're alligators And that was those. your tum tum that was my freaking tum <laughs> oh no um so then i went on like a spree of like getting on the ground and stabbing mushrooms and stabbing crabs and eating these things i i thought it was kind of like the weapon system and the durability and breath of the wild that a lot of people don't like i do enjoy it i like it because it forces me to use the stuff that i have before it spoils Mm -hmm. and goes bad and gets a little fly on it um jeremy do you have any thoughts on either the uh the stamina system um which is different than health or the (laughs) camouflage in this game
2: i uh, let me put it to you like this i love this game i don't like those things in most games and i don't even think i love it here but i just think that it works as well you know what I mean? It's
4: mm-hmm. it's yeah. pretty.
2: Uh, like Breath of the Wild, similar, where it's very seamless. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to think about it that much, actually. It's not like. There are like a lot of survival PC games out there that are like inventory and resource management yeah. games that are just like, I mean, I want nothing to do with that stuff. If I never craft it again in a game, <laughs> I'd be super happy. Mm-hmm. I don't love. Uh, eat, I don't even like eating in games. Um, but, you know, what I'll just say that here, it didn't really. An annoy me and I and I embraced it with the time that I had with it you know
0: gotcha okay yeah, yeah you don't know, don't as you're saying that I'm wondering if like the reason that because I also don't like a lot of resource management stuff in games and survival things maybe because it's like the animal crossing version of a simulation where it's like oh no we simplified it and made it so easy and accessible
2: yeah um, which I don't know why animal crossing is different but I maybe because that is that game yeah. I enjoy I enjoy it when I'm playing Animal Crossing. You know, yeah. I like the grind. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but but in Animal Crossing there isn't like a cool, vulgan I have to go fight. You know what I mean? That's true. So yeah. It's, yeah. Well,
0: uh, not if you if you look hard enough, Jeremy, you'll find a vulgan in there. He's, <laughs> how, uh, f-
2: how fucking terrifying! But Just be yeah. <laughs> you gotta go to Tom up. Nook's
0: office at
1: fucking 3 a.m. on Sunday or some shit. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lightning strikes oh, yeah. the Nooks oh. cranny oh. Kuabara. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um I Ugh. the I also really, you know, I won't don't want to spend too much time on it. Um but the camouflage stuff I I like switching in and out of and like being in and in, I thought it also the system worked really well and it was really fluid. It it wasn't that, oh, because you're in this like area putting on the wooded the wooded outfit is going to permanently mask you. You see your percentage going up and down so you know like if you're standing next to the wall, you're you're going to be seen, but like if you're amongst the trees or the grass it's better. Um I will say though, like kind of like in the first game that Stevens pointed out to us that the Darpa chief is just a white dude doing blackface. Um oh. this game it has an option a little too close to that for me, which is it does. the black yeah. camouflage. And i I told myself in this game, I was like, I don't care if I have to use it, I'm not gonna use it. You yeah.
2: rarely have to use that yeah. one too, which thank God. I, I will say though, that outfit aside, yeah, I I do like putting on fits,
0: totally like different fits for Snake. Yeah. You know, I like. They give you, know. the you different one. buffs too,
1: a little bit like yeah. your percentages. Because some of them are similar enough that like you don't, they have sort of negligible difference. Yeah. But like you know, the snow one's not going to do you great in
3: uh you know the woods, for yes. example. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, I will say again, just coming off of Horizon Forbidden West, didn't yeah. realize how much. Putting on cute little costumes
2: on my character yes. that I'm playing at is it's like a huge part of video games for me. Best part it's of Mario Odyssey, best part of Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild, just putting yeah. fits on, you know. Trying. To I always found one fit fun. in uh, in
1: Mario Odyssey that I liked, and it was just always his vacation one. I like when he's on vacation. <sighs> oh because yeah. it
0: doesn't seem like what he's doing is that big of a deal. He ain't stressed. He's on vacation. That rocks. though. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I get that. Um, this game, uh, as f- I mean, we talked about the camera already, so we don't need to get into it too much, but. I found that I really did like the gameplay of of this one Um, as much, if not more, than the first two. um, Again, there's something about this environment and not always having that radar on that, like, really felt not. I wouldn't. I don't even know if I'd call it immersive, but I felt like I was just a little more hyper aware of what was actually going on on the screen, as opposed to like, what are the little cones in the radar doing? Um, I don't dislike those. I just. Happen to enjoy this change for me. And I mean, on that same subject, the having your items have like a limited battery and sort of being of the yeah. time and all the tech in the game, I love that for all the 60s stuff.
3: <laughs> I I love that, but I also really love the things that are clearly not invented yet and how he just decided he was gonna put them in. So he was like, C4 not really existing yet. Uh, so when they bring up C3, they're like, oh, do you mean that cutting edge thing that technically was invented at
4: this time?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's really yeah. good. Real good. Um, did any of you have any... Uh, oh, here's something that I wanted to get make sure I said on this show. I... <laughs> no, you can't do it! Oh, Matt, I was going to say it. Um, I didn't... I don't know how this happened. Either A, I never found a single silencer, or B... I just couldn't actually figure out how to put it on my gun.
2: <laughs> Triangle, right? Well,
0: Triangle? it it, it, I, it told me the button too, but I just didn't know if that was like in the menu, if that was like mm. when you're holding it. So, guys, I played this entire game without a silencer, and it made that, it, it was pretty. Everybody hard. heard That's you hard. emptying the clip. Yeah, I That's nuts. So I'm not even using like my uh the Trank gun that much, just because. It's gonna alert everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Wow. (laughs) Um, I will say. Do you guys ever? Do you guys ever? Okay. I'm a trank only when I'm playing these games. I mm. never shoot unless I'm playing unless I'm fighting a boss, and then I'll get out like a a, whatever gun I have that's. Yeah. Bazooka. I love tranking everybody. It's great. I think it takes so much of the weirdness of like. Killing a, a man in cold blood behind his back away is that I just put him to sleep. I, d- yeah. I don't know why I love. I just love that mechanic so. much It's a much. little
1: funnier
3: too, like because yeah. you see the little Z's floating uh, above them. They're just the is great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It also feels sneakier. Like, yeah. sure, we could all just sneak into a base if we were shooting dudes in the head. But yeah. Like,
4: <laughs> I but always start night out night. with the
3: noblest of intentions. Like, I'm going to mm-hmm. trank everybody. Even I think in two starting, but certainly by this game. Uh, you could Trank the bosses. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm i like, I'm going to Trank everybody. I'm not going to kill a single soul. And then it's like four dudes in when like I run out of Trank bullets. And I'm just like, well, <laughs> uh, sorry,
2: humanity.
0: I'm getting through yeah. this oh, part of the
2: and
1: game. If you, you take them down, if you take the um, bosses down with the Trank only, you get like a special... Yeah. Um, camouflage or something oh really yeah
2: they always reward you for doing a pacifist run this is the kind of this these are the games that started pacifist runs i think god that makes Uh, sense but i was gonna
1: say too um in this game in particular you're sort of either punished or rewarded for doing as little killing as possible um, because in the, uh, in the fight with, I don't know if we want to jump too far ahead here, Go but for it. in the jump w- in the fight with, uh, the sorrow, which is not really a fight, right? Uh, it's, uh, you're basically a snake, uh, and your encounter with this, sn- the sorrow is you're walking down this river, uh, and it's populated with every person you've killed in the game, which is, you know. Uh, as ghosts, they sort of reappear as ghosts, and they uh, they can reappear based on how you killed them, too. So, like, if you shot one in the dick or something, he'd be like, "Ah!" Oh, like, as a ghost, like holding his dick. Um, but, because he's funny, he's really funny.
4: Uh, <laughs> what a horrible but, way to go out.
2: Can you imagine if that yeah, was your afterlife? My dick. Yeah, just like, oh oh,
0: you just stuck out forever. You see the bosses come through that little like river tunnel as well. Yeah, they yeah. come that through. You've there. gone through.
1: But, right. so, all that to say, if you didn't kill anybody, except for the bosses or something, that section of the game is going to be pretty short. Uh, it's 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 uh, only as long as however many people you killed. So, if you oh. killed every single person in the game leading up to it, some people are like, this section took me 40 minutes. Like, because yeah. it's like, it takes a long, it takes a oh long time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, like, and I knew that because I played it before. Uh, and so when we played it this last year, uh, Heather Campbell was like, "That section took me so fucking long." She was not, <laughs> she was not like stealth. Uh, and so she was just going through and
2: killing everybody. You're like uh, I know how you played. Y- yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. yeah I was it's such like a, a sneaky tell. little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's a
2: tell. I, it took me a long time this go around too, and I and I try my hardest not to kill anybody, but it was still yeah. populated. It still mm-hmm. took me like I don't know, fifteen minutes to yeah. go through it. it's, like it's a, a long while. little section. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Speaking of you know, you brought up the sorrow. I would love to talk about you know the care any open it up to just for people to talk about any of the characters or yeah. or the bosses um, if they'd yes. like. The first thing I want to bring up, which was a complete surprise to me, um, I knew this game you know followed uh, Naked Snake, big boss. I did not know we're going to be hanging out with young like like early twenties Ocelot, Revolver mm-hmm. Ocelot, who is just. You know, flipping his guns around like the coolest little guy. I, I sort of like hate and love him in this in oh. this one, which I think yeah, yeah he's like a, to. he's
2: like a dipshit in this, which mm. I which I think is funny. Total yeah. dipshit. He gets his
0: yeah. face ridden in by Eva's uh, motorcycle, but he is playing. Um, where is he from? Shalashaska. What, what's it? Wh- where is he? Our buddy from actually, I can't he's remember. From
2: Russia.
3: Is he also Russian? Russian? Is
0: he yes. Russian?
2: I thought he was like.
0: A part of some other group? I don't know, but I thought he was he American.
2: Was, I think like, he is American. Who, who took, but he, who he's took revealed
0: to be a Yeah. Man. Who took him? Well, I don't I don't I remember. Vulgan. Oh,
3: did he? Mm. But he I think he might have grown up in Russia.
0: But his his, you know, spoiler, which that's this whole podcast, his mother is the boss and yeah. isn't the sorrow the like the his dad? Crazy. Um it's wild. But yeah, I just, you know, as someone who's gone through the first two games and Ocelot is such a big part of those, Mm -hmm. I just did not expect for that boss whose hand gets cut off at the beginning of the first one to be so Mm -hmm. important. And I, like, really love that. I don't know if any of you had thoughts on him. He
1: sort of gets the, like, uh, Marvel movie, uh, like, entrance sort of where you're like, who could this be? And he's like, it's that
4: guy! Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, I don't want and, to spoil too much about later games too, but he's a big th- deal in the yeah. whole series. He's never it's always about this guy. Yeah, he's the guy.
3: <laughs> yeah. He, uh to me this game gets into like it, it like Ocelot is very forgivable because he's like one of my favorite characters in this Mm -hmm. series and I'm happy to see him. But this game gets a little bit into the star Wars problem where like everybody is the son or
2: daughter of somebody else. Oh, yeah, it makes the, it shrinks the world down quite a bit when everyone's related.
4: Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm. The, uh, uh, this is something that I, I don't know if you guys knew or not, but like I learned way later and was like, Oh, why? Uh, SIGINT, your guy on the radio is the DARPA chief. From the first game. Are, yes. The, the, is that the, real? The weapons yeah. guy. Yeah. Yes. I heard that too. He's and the like,
2: DARPA chief? He's the DARPA chief. Donald Anderson. Yeah. Oh. Who's the guy like, that dies That lie. who dies in the beginning of the game? Metal Gear Solid 1. Oh, Decoy Octopus. But no, but who is he but pretending? But also Donald. He's pretending He's
3: pretending to be Sigint. He's oh. pretending to be Donald Anderson. I mean, the big thing lie. about these games is they're
1: crazy they're so crazy <laughs> yeah. like i remember watching i probably watched like a two hour um like youtube video of like them like explaining the store like the story of metal gear mm-hmm. and still being like huh,
0: huh? like like 20 hours
3: <laughs> yeah i'm like what do you ta-? i remember like when i was like uh, like around the time of four, just thinking, like, the story's not that complicated if yeah. you played through it. And just like even now rewatching it, I was like, why is <laughs> who's turning on who?
2: Yeah. I, I will say that as far as the game, like each game being its own contained thing. Like one is still my favorite because it just, I think it strikes the everything is so well balanced in mm. one in terms of characters as well. And they have some zany characters, but they ground them really nicely. They give them cool powers or whatever. Yeah. Three is a, a, very similar and I like, th- and I love three a lot. The one thing I wish, and I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I just wish that the bosses were a bigger deal or Mm -hmm. that they had, we knew who they were a little more or they had more of a characterization. Cause like, I'll never forget Sniper Wolf and Vulcan Raven. And, and, uh, but I, but like, I'm, I'm confused. Which one's the fury and which one's the, uh, the (laughs) sadness and which one's like
1: in two, you had the, the guy on the rollerblades, like Batman and vamp and and fortune.
2: They're iconic. And, and I could, and I could do an impression of them. You know what I mean? Yes. But like, with, like, the pain.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: he, you know what I mean? It's just, like, I just wish that they had more. And the yeah. sorrow kind of gets more screen time than the other ones, mm-hmm. and the end a little bit, but, like. Yeah. yeah. The,
1: I feel like the end is probably the standout, one of the standout guys only because he yeah. can die a bunch of different ways. Yes. Uh,
0: it's, like, I was amazed to learn yeah. about that. He. I mean, so we're talking about this guy that is so old that maybe even he's already died but comes back to life for a brief amount of time and he's like this legendary sniper and apparently there are just so many different ways to actually take him down and it incorporates like the majority of systems in this game. I would love to hear about how like any if anyone has like a memorable uh story of taking down the end because I'd love yeah. to share mine too but Matt I don't know if you I have do. One. So
1: when I played this on PS2 I was really stuck in his boss battle. Okay, (laughs) I was really, really stuck, and like could not, could not for the life of me, uh, beat him. Yes, and I was like, okay, well, I think I guess I'm just done with this game, (laughs) and I put it down for a while, and like probably didn't get back to it for like a couple of weeks or something, Uh, and then I get back to it, and I start it, and it he's dead.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, if you, I think it takes a week. But if you don't – if you save after that fight starts and you don't return, he will die. Yeah, Um, which I
1: didn't know because like I feel like back then, I mean, the the internet was like a thing at the time obviously. But it wasn't like now where like you could look up a whole walkthrough of a game when a game is new. Yes. And like Mm it will tell you all the things and stuff. That was a complete – accident uh, accidental discovery and it was really really exciting but then i did it the second i did the other way to kill him this last time i played it was really really fun and by the other
0: way you mean there's so
1: there's a spot where you can you can get the sniper early you can get a sniper rifle pretty early in the game um and there's a spot where you can see him uh and basically snipe him he's like wheeled uh, out in his wheelchair by this dock. And and you can kill him, avoiding his boss uh, fight entirely, uh, which I did. But as a fuck you, the game um, uh, sends his uh, wheelchair flying at you, and it is really scary. Like I didn't, <laughs> I, <laughs> I
3: didn't know that. Yeah, you what? can
1: take you can take damage uh, if you get hit from the the uh, the what do you call it? The wheelchair. Um, mm-hmm. But you basically yeah, you blow him up. Uh, like. Uh, because he has like something in his uh, wheelchair, and he like blows up. Jeez, Whoa. yeah, uh, I didn't it's know really, about really, this. it's well, it's they really. they were cool. all
3: blowing up when you kill them, anyway. That's true. I think you probably that's just r- killed him, right? Which, yeah. I I don't know if this is the t- if you wanted to talk more about the end. I have a massive boss bosses, not the boss bosses theory on really? what's happening and what's going on. Okay. So I previewed it a little bit. Right. This is a story about Snake becoming a soldier and it's so much like a soldier is different than a than a human being right mm-hmm. a, a human being does not have emotions a human being does the duties that are given to them you
0: mean soldier soldier
3: a, a, yes a soldier is given <laughs> I was like, a mission sounds, and they must achieve do I, sounds like, like the knowledge? humans i yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> so even very early in the game Volgan asks the boss like on that bridge right before the end of the virtuous mission he's like is your protege coming with us and she goes no he hasn't found an emotion yet to take with him into battle like snake is not ready snake is not a member of the Cobra Union Mm. and so this game is about his progress to joining it I would argue in that thematically what he is doing is smashing his human emotions to become the perfect soldier And the reason I say this and the way that the bosses all died is what – because I noticed the pain. You kill him and then he explodes and I was like, what's that about? And the same (laughs) thing happened with the fear in the end. And so I was like, oh, thematically he is destroying them. He is destroying pain. He's destroying fear and he's even destroying his own self. He has reached his end. And I was like, oh, of course. He would need that to become a soldier. Where it started to get interesting for me was when he got to the Fury. And when he kills the Fury – He goes, first of all, blasts off into space, which is a funny backstory for that guy (laughs) in general. He blasts off. We don't see him explode. He turns into a fire ghost and he chases Snake out of the room. He haunts Snake. He, He continues to control Snake. Snake doesn't obliterate fury. And then finally, the sorrow. You don't fight him. You don't defeat him. It becomes part of Snake and ends up helping him. So thinking about the kind of character that we see Snake become, just from what we know about him in the earlier Metal Gear games, he never got over his fury. He became the type of person who decided, you know, this game keeps talking about uh, our enemies are not our enemies. It's the times that decides our enemies. And Big Boss becomes the character who, he becomes the times. (laughs) He like takes over and rebels against those who are giving him orders because he's so filled with fury Over what's happened to the boss, and so like seeing that and and thinking about like the idea that like and and it's why I connected so much to the sorrow in general. Thinking about sorrow as an element, like. His sorrow over the boss is what is pushing him forward. It is helping him. It is what made him become this incredible soldier. Mm -hmm. I have no idea how much of any of that is intentional, but as I started looking at that, I was like, oh, wait, this is a story about feelings (laughs) and how Big Boss has processed them, and that got me all kinds of choked up.
2: I love that. That's a a good read on the game. I fucking love it. I do, too. That's great, and it kind of actually puts me at ease a little bit with, like, maybe it's better for this reading if they're not so... Character, you know, character driven. Mm-hmm. If they're more just like blank slates, or yeah, or their fighting style is kind of their <laughs> how they show express their their name. Um, that's really cool, McAller. I love that. Um, uh, I just I just let the end die too. I just, <laughs> I I set my clock forward and then just did, let it. And then, I did that too. Yeah, yeah and then just let it happen. I didn't know how to beat him. Yeah, and so I. And he's got really good. A online. It's a
1: challenging. It's a really a lot of the. I mean the some of the character uh characteristics of the the bosses are maybe not as memorable but I feel like the fights are at least interesting enough mm-hmm. right like uh just even in the end when the, in when you fight the end just being in that woods uh and he's like could be anywhere is very very yeah. uh very uh-huh. very exciting um but I was gonna say when you kill him early um it's a bunch of guards in that section of the woods instead. Uh, and mm. I was gonna say this earlier. One of my favorite things about these games is that you can just run away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like yeah. you could kind of run through the whole thing if you if you're if you're quick enough. Um, but like that section, there's like a fuck ton of uh guards in in there and you could either take them all down or uh just run past them all and just, that's what i did i just ran away because you don't go back like you said like there's no yeah. track, and they're not gonna <laughs> be there being like hey there he is again you just leave and then they're gone
0: <laughs> there was a point when playing this game where i i was doing this thing where if i got caught i would and like there was just no way for me to get out and i wasn't trying not to kill that many people um i would just let myself die but then i realized well, first of all, they take forever to even just kill you. I, <laughs> like, know. And I played And I played on normal, so mm-hmm. it, I felt like it should have been a little quicker. But where uh, Matthew, I finally realized that, that, like, if you run through a section, at, even after there's an alert, when you get to the new section, that alert will be there. But if you die there, you respawn in that section and the alert's gone. Mm-hmm. And that... Was like how I got through, especially guys telling you I didn't play with a silencer because I didn't yeah. find one or you know how to use it. That's great. I was like I would try to stealth my way through a lot of stuff, but would inevitably, without the tr- using the tranq, would get caught. And it, I was just like uh somersaulting through every soldier that I can, <laughs> knocking them out.
1: Well, um, you have that um that fucking tooth thing too, right? Yes. The- the, f- the uh, like The cyanide thing You could fake die But if you don't Revive Fast enough uh, You die for real <laughs> Like So <Yes>. it's like <laughs> They they will be like Well I guess he's de- He just dropped dead mm-hmm. In front of me You know <laughs> That sort of uh, Video game NPC logic of Just being like Oh I see a dead guy I'm done I did I, yeah. I did it yeah. uh, Then they just walk away And then you can revive And be like oh, Suckers And then keep going
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah I I and using that revival pill and the one point you have to use it in the game, yeah. I felt really stupid because when I saw it in my inventory, I was like, oh, there's going to be a point in this game that I'm going to maybe forget about this. But it's it's going to be when I need to use it, which is mm-hmm. at the end of the sorrow yeah. uh, like river. And guys, I forgot about it. <laughs> and I had this talk <laughs> with myself. Um, but that and many other elements, I felt like informed this for me so much to just digest the rest of the game and basically the entire thing in such a fun enjoyable way because i it's like i've i got to take my metal gear solid training wheels off for this one like mm-hmm. especially like the pattern was set from two whether it's there's going to be an interrogation part which actually in this one you don't really have to you don't have to press any buttons in there's going to be a break out of prison part there's going to be uh of course there's going to be a
3: cowardly guy wets his pants part yes, yes. Oh. and oh and it's, sna- it's
0: snake in this one Um, and even like I knew, you know, as much as like the actions heightening and like we've set the C three in the base at the end, I know there's going to be, I'm going to fight this metal gear at a certain point. Um, but overall the bosses for me were very, very fun, but they were, I was telling Jeremy before, I thought they were about the easiest, by far the easiest bosses in the first for the first three games, at least like. I beat a lot of them on my first try, um, whereas in the first two games, especially the first game, I just got destroyed often.
2: Huh. There, there's yeah. more of them. I'll say that there's more bosses yeah. here than ever before. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and which I love. I love that. And um, yeah, I I was playing the game on very easy. Yes. So I I everything was very easy for mm-hmm. me. Yes. Um, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, sometimes that doesn't always feel good when it's like so not challenging.
0: You're just w- walking through it,
2: but uh, yeah, I, I don't. The rest know. of it,
0: a challenge. The rest of the game was challenging, especially because I like, like, inhibited myself by not playing with the silencer. So it was like the stealth <laughs> yeah. was like stressful. Um, yeah, Vulgan was
2: tough, even on very easy. I oh, remember Vulcan's having,
0: uh, having Vulgan's a, a hard boss. Yeah,
2: he's hard. What do we think of him as a character? He might be the the worst like the meanest and baddest of all uh, the villains up till this point, I think.
3: Mm-hmm. I think every, uh, certainly every head villain, uh, uh-huh. in metal gear solids previous have had like that kind of shading to them where yeah. it's like, what are, are they doing the right thing for the wrong reasons or vice versa? Mm-hmm. And this guy, like, I think they had all of the nuance shuffled onto the boss. Yeah. I think one of the great characters in, Same. I don't know. Literature? Yeah. 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 Really, writing. really good. Uh, and Vulgan therefore just became, I I mean, in the way that genetically solid and liquid snake really were, she got, uh, uh, or Vulgan rather got all the bad genes. Mm -hmm. He's just everything bad. Yeah. Uh, sadism, like
2: uh, lightning, <laughs> scars. It's just like, it's, it's all yeah, rough. it's all Vulcan there. Wise. Lightning and sadism. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. like, there's like some implications about Vulcan that are like truly nightmarish, like things yeah. he's done to other mm-hmm. people and like, oof.
3: Bisexual though, I like that about him. Yeah, that That's is cool. cool.
2: Oh, because
0: he isn't he like in cahoots with the 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 Raiden like Mm -hmm. scientist guy Mm -hmm. that you impersonate.
3: Well, we do. I I mean, that is one likable thing. Like he beats the shit out of Snake because he's like, you hurt my boyfriend. Like that was kind of sweet. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, then he's also at least sexually tormenting Eva. So, yeah, yeah,
2: there's that
3: trouble, trouble times. Yeah. Yeah. bad, Bad villain. I mean, that's. I get it. Like you have a villain like that, so it's like satisfying to take yes. him down.
1: Yeah. He uh most of all, lightning though. Can I just Yeah, say? can we just
0: <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Oh my god. He's sort of
2: like the human
1: equivalent of putting a fork in a socket. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How dare you?
4: <laughs>
0: um Game The wise... least of which Lightning <laughs> yeah. is a yeah, big thing. Can part I just say <laughs> that's uh in fact jeremy uh, just when you post this uh, <laughs> would you just title it Metal Gear Solid 3 colon lightning for me, <laughs> if you don't like yeah mm-hmm. I would really appreciate that um, I do like I mean we talked a lot about villains and I
1: know we're probably trying to uh, wrap up but I do like when the villains have like a weird power like I oh, like yeah. the, the bee bees I like the bees guy I like Bees uh, guys Psycho Mantis from the first game. I like uh, the vampire. Like sure. Like I don't fucking care. It's no, that's crazy. Great. <laughs> it's,
2: that, cool. it's better when they're. It's better when the when you're going because the, the fun puzzle with the bosses is like, okay, this is too crazy. How are they going to ground this? Like because yes. they always try to ground it in yes. some sort of actual explanation. And like by the time we get to five, there's some shit in five that's so bananas. And yes. and they do. They still. Ground it and you're just like, uh-huh. How? And it's so wow.
1: funny though, because everything else, literally everything else, is basically normal. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. yes. Like not, nothing about the war seems like uh, you know, there aren't like talking animals or anything right. like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> or like yeah. uh like stuff like that. It is this very like this is a very straightforward real military story. Yes. Uh, and also this man is a vampire. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. I love that. I, it's the best part about these games I think is the is like the flirtation with fantasy.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's so um, cheeky this man. This,
0: this uh Hideo. Uh speaking of cheeks, um what f- f- I do want to give some moment to uh to the boss and to talk about mm-hmm. just like what you know her relationship to Snake is and how that plays out cuz like McCaller and speaking a few of us have said like Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Um, I got the boss she does slap
3: a lot of cheek. I remember that happening a That's lot. True.
0: Yeah, she beats the shit out of us a lot, at least. Yeah. Um, uh, and kicks snakes at almost kills snake. Uh, but um, yeah, the boss is incredible. We've already sort of talked about that a little bit. But she, if we didn't deliberately say, she's snake's former mentor Uh, on the battlefield and uh, ends up being you know, the the final boss in the game, the big villain, this person that, like, you can see have this emotional struggle throughout the whole thing. And I, at one point, heard someone discussing the first Metal Gear Solid game and how the Sniper Wolf part to them was maybe the most impactful because you understood her, but there was, like, this mutual respect between her and Snake. Maybe that was even McCuller on the first episode. But this is almost like Kojima realizing that, oh, that was maybe the most powerful part of that yeah let's make that I ever boss yeah what Um, if that was the
3: game yes
0: (laughs) uh any any the boss thoughts or or anything that anyone has has to say i just wanted to make sure we gave some moments to that even that final battle is just i was really tough one of the toughest parts for me but was so satisfying when i did it Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i i remember having a hard time with it um initially like when I first played it but it's such a satisfying boss fight because it really like encourages you to um like use the skills that you've learned along the mm-hmm. way right and best the boss in everything that she's taught you right yes um this last playthrough that I did I did have a bazooka and had no time uh so I just like <laughs> shot her to hell with like my bazooka
0: it, I, like emptied the clip on her with my bazooka if you shoot uh, if you sh- you yeah. At least the first time you shoot that thing for the first time, I think she says, I don't remember what it's called, but she says, yeah. a bazooka. Yeah. Or like, basically, yeah. Like, we're having a respectful fight here.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: It really takes wow. the uh, the poignancy of this that fight out yeah. of it completely. It's like it's it's but it's really the contrast is really funny. That's yeah. great. Um, so it was, it's really, really fun. But yeah, the game wants you to engage in like CQC. Yes. Uh, and Which um, I barely understood. It's a, it's a difficult system, uh, but uh, but fun and, and and satisfying if you can if you can learn it. Um, but otherwise, yeah, if you just like are, you could beat her however you want, like mm-hmm. with with any of your uh, many weapons you might have. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's. I also I think just one of the more beautiful um, endings to a
0: game, like just a great,
1: mm-hmm. uh, great, great, great story, just a fantastic yeah. story.
0: Even even though the game does sort of end at, like three more times after that. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. um, Jeremy, I, I know you're about at your deadline here, so I did want to just open it up to you um, for a couple things, if you'd like. Uh, do you have a favorite moment in this game, or something about it that like Really, that that sticks out to you is like something you just really appreciate.
2: It's the boss mm. in the game. That's the thing for me is that I think every what everyone's you can't un you can't oversell how cool the boss is a, 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 as a character. First of all, hell of a voice acting job by whoever performed that. I mean, yes, re, like for that early of a game, like because Gear Solid even in two is like it's a like goofy, it's like goofy stuff and but Mm -hmm. then this but like i i really connected to that character of the boss i really connected to just how like infantile snake is in comparison like like getting him to that place i think um you know we talk about how it's like a james bond story kind of which is like you know if you think about like james bond like he's like this handsome you know dashing uh hero who is usually up against I don't know, say a villain with an eye patch and you mm-hmm. see like his progression go from bond to bond villain by the end mm-hmm. of the game, which is really special. I think that, yeah, the CQC stuff at the end of that game with with the boss is r- particularly really, really good. And to me, that's what this game, that's when this game is like firing on all cylinders is when it's doing that relationship. And yeah, Ocelot's, uh, you know, go- there's goofy moments in it for sure. And it's fun like i love ava's like motorcycle that's not tethered to gravity at all it's just <laughs> yes. it's, it's so it rocks so hard but um, fighting the
1: Shagohod on yeah. the back of the motorcycle yeah. is fucking fun like that's it's rad. so fun. fun it's so <laughs> rad it's so
2: cool um yeah, but, you know, I think for me, like, yeah, the the game's strength really was in something that I hadn't seen that series ever do. Because by the time you get to four, it's back to crazy town USA, and there's almost no real emotional connection to mm. anything. It's like, it's very uh, tendrilled, you know? Like, there's a lot, little, a lot less, but this is such a simple story, even compared to two, even compared to one. It's very basic in its premise, and like... Really takes its time, and I think that that is a nice breath of fresh air for the series. Um, which I do love the craziness of four and two. I do love that. Um, but I think I, I do li- I like that this game exists for those reasons. Um, it's been a real honor chatting with you fellers. I will talk to you all soon. Thanks for having me. Yeah.
0: Hey, see you, pal. See Bye, you guys. Buddy. And not that we have you know too much time. I think that we'll continue to spend here. Um, but I did, uh, just, you know, sort of being at the end of our discussion, wanted to, uh, open up the same thing to you. Perhaps you, McCaller. um, do you have, like, is there another moment that we haven't maybe shined a light on or something that really sticks out to you about this game? Or it could just be, like, an element that we haven't discussed.
3: I will also use this to talk about the boss. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Um, this, okay, so we had talked earlier about how, like, a lot of the way this game treats the character Eva is kind of gross mm-hmm. and it wasn't until just in this moment that I was realizing again, not to excuse it. I don't like it. I probably wouldn't play this game with my little niece who I just, you know, spent a week with and most of that time was trying to get her into the shit I'm into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we won on Batman, the animated series, oh, hey, not cool. into professional wrestling. So I went one for one. All, All right. right. That's not so bad. You went one for um, two
0: or one in one.
3: One. We went one and one. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, But like, yeah, like I said, I wouldn't play this with her. I don't know that I mind the contrast so much between like Mm -hmm. the fact that Eva is the one who asks him, like, were you lovers with the boss? And he's just like, like, he he doesn't say yes or no. He's just like, it's so far beyond that. Like, that's such a beautiful line to just like encapsulate. Like, yeah, our relationship was bigger than that. Uh, and that's what has really stuck with me since I played this game. This idea that like, I don't know, it was uh, certainly like a, a mind-altering thing that like a relationship between a man and a woman that certainly has romantic aspects, but also has these like mentorship aspects. Like, it's just like, it, it, it kind of like, I, I don't know, that's very much my aesthetic. <laughs> it was like, it's not a binary thing. It is a, an all-encompassing thing. And the ending of this game Uh, it just again watching this youtube video just now um moments before we started recording this ending where snake is going to her grave and eva is doing this voiceover saying like explaining she did everything for her country she was the ultimate soldier Mm -hmm. and the line she says that like broke me uh her story will endure only in your heart like yeah I'm getting chills thinking about it right now. Just, I don't yeah, know. Man. Like I've lost people in my life, and like my grandfather's story endures only in my heart. Like it just it hit me so hard yeah. that they had been able to capture this truly like transcendent idea in this very silly uh war game yeah. <laughs> about uh bee controlling men. It it's Uh, I'm, like, tearing up right now talking about it. It's so good. It's just such a great story and so, like, impactful and so far beyond... I mean, I can't think of any other video game that's hit me this hard. No, and there's games like The Last of Us
1: 2, you know what I mean? Like, where, (laughs) like, it has stuff in it that, like, gets close to something like that, but, like, that's sort of, like... Not that it's, like, surface level or something, but, like, that game is trying to make you do that, right? Whereas... Metal Gear Solid 3, you're not necessarily there for um the story, right? But then here they come with like, oh, this like this this incredible like like I don't know, tragedy. This this mm-hmm. very this very like very nuanced, very um adult story. Um mm. I yeah, I I love it. I love the boss. Um I don't even know what my favorite thing about this game is, honestly, because it's like I've played it now a few times through and it's one of those games that I just feel like I'll end up going back to over and over again because, and this is like, I'm not even like, I don't know, I wouldn't even say I'm a huge Metal Gear fan, but I'm a Metal Gear Solid 3 yeah mm. like super fan. Like, I love it. Like, I loved two, I've not really played one myself and I haven't really played the other ones. So like, it's not like I would say it's like my favorite series where I would say sure. like Kingdom Hearts is or something, right? <laughs> but like, um this uh, to me this game is just like it also came to me at a time mm-hmm. where I was like deciding what my taste was right where like I mean I was like oh you know what I think I'm a little older I'm a little too old for um like sly cooper or something which i was still like very into and like it's <laughs> yeah. still like i i love sly cooper um that that stuff didn't change but i guess like i wasn't gonna buy like or play the games based on gotcha. like the movie that i had just seen or something right mm-hmm. uh where i was like oh this is like i'm making my own choice i like this game this is this seems cool i'm like growing up i i like this so this game is always like i just go back to it and i just i just love it it's it's is it a perfect video game? Like I, it's just about just you know yeah. for my money, it's, like you can't get much better than really this. It really is. I think, I
0: think like so the good. elements of this game too. Not that like, I mean, this is a game that I think on its own is like you could look at as just such a masterpiece. But even if you're like, you can make some games. Mm-hmm. The some of their parts don't equal also equal a masterpiece. But I think this one is one of those with the gameplay with the the mm-hmm. themes and the setting with the character work the the all the mechanics and that and the um uh systems that we've discussed like the whole thing is really phenomenal yeah. um and Oh, this motherfucker yeah. loves systems. And
1: Hideo loves that shit. <laughs> like, wait, when you get to, if you ever play Death Stranding, you play Death Stranding, you know, them. this guy fucking loves menus.
0: He, like, designs <laughs> yeah. video games so he can make that's, menus. That's where he his passion is, is, is those menus. Um, th- this yeah. game, for me, also, you know, being so new to the series, like, I can already tell say that only having played the first three, like, this is immediately in the top... Some of my top series ever, like the Zelda, is my favorite series. Mario, the Mario series, is up there too. You know, two of the biggest ones in the world. Um, But this one, yeah, I know. I'm, that's <laughs> that's uh, crazy. He loves Mario. I'm kind of unique Hot in that way. Over um,
3: here, <laughs> you know who I yeah, think is a great basketball player? I bet LeBron. you didn't expect He's me to hear that to say that. Solid
0: um, when he does. But yeah, this. I'm just so <laughs> blown away. As much as I loved, I was f- just so. uh, fascinated by one i was uh just in such a two is so weird and so strange what they do but i adored that for many reasons as well but this one is like the cleanest one i think and the best and what i've played so far and it builds on so many of the elements in these first games and it doesn't abandon a whole lot even if it's something like the I wanted to briefly talk about the codex stuff, the codex moment. Um, They change in all first – (laughs) these three first games. The first one's got that beautiful like hand-drawn art style. The second one is like futuristic, like 3D modeled faces for everything. And this is – you are flipping through pictures of mostly who you're just talking to, whether it's like the British guy who I I love hearing him talk. I I don't even remember his name. Uh, Major Tom. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Major Um, Zero. Or – uh, whether you're talking to paramedic or whoever, but sometimes it'll, as they're telling you about something, you'll flip to a picture and it'll show like uh airplane hangar or whatever you're, the base that you're discussing. Um, mm-hmm.
3: It's it's like reading like a like one of those
0: Manila yes, is.
3: folder dossier. Yeah. Like as, as those snake is and just it flipping makes a nice through pictures, little, like, flipping as or
0: clicking noise when you do switch, shift over. It's just. S- yeah, that is one of many things that i have been so impressed by and already like when i saw it and how they incorporated the codec into this game i think i kn- knew i was like oh this there's a lot of care here there's a lot of intent and i think i'm gonna like it and turns out it was just phenomenal um and it was fun honestly mm-hmm. to get to just sort of binge it in five to six days uh
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a blast to just like really focus on it and power through it. That's what I did with my last playthrough, and it it was very, very fun. You don't get to do that. I feel like a lot of games uh, benefit from putting them down for a little bit and then coming back to it. (laughs) Not too long though, because you don't want to forget how... To play um but with a game like this it, it you sort of like you got to sit through and sort of play it in yes. like in quote clo- like and one city yeah you know? i think like it's, that it's also
0: may be why i felt so good at this one as much as i you know didn't even know how to use the freaking silencer um yeah but this was <laughs> um so much fun um any last words from either of you two? Or are we uh ready to wrap this up Any last words. Uh kuabara. I don't know. Well, we do get to hear they <laughs> say that at least love. like twice <laughs> in this one. And I, every time they say it, McCollar, I do think of you um in a joke you made once in a group chat. Um but anyway, that'll do it for this episode of the Metal Gear Solid Games <laughs> Club, of course, discussing MGS three, Snake Eater. Um thank you too for being here and for joining me for this. Of course, Jeremy Schmidt already signed off. Um check him oh, please. out. Please. Uh, on oh you know on yeah, Twitter at Ocarina of Crime uh, and check out his show Video Games a comedy show. Um, he's also producing this and editing this show, so thank you, Jeremy. Um, um Matt Abadaka, first time on this particular series. Um, thanks for being here. What do you want to plug?
1: Man, uh, <laughs> you know what? Check out uh, check out Get Played. Um, we uh, we we're less focused on. That's not true. I was saying, like, we used to sort of do more like a game a week type things, and now mm. we sort of do a big game like once a month. I'm not sure when this one is in particular is coming out, but at the end of um, March, we're oh. gonna do a big episode on Elden Ring. Uh, so that's like what we have coming up, and uh, and some fun things coming up uh, down the down the road next couple months too. I think people will be excited about. So look look for that. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, Matt Apodaca. Uh, and then, um, also, yeah, Twitch, manapadaka and what, God, there was something else that I was gonna say. Oh, um, uh, What's With These Homies talking About is gonna have an episode out pretty soon because Weezer's putting out, uh, yeah, baby. a spring EP, uh, <laughs> on Sunday, the 20th, of the Amazing. F- spring equinox, um, right. Yeah, Well, dude. So check that out, yeah. Happy for you, bud. No, that's a big... It's a. It's always. It's always uh, my time. I I do love that that pod
0: can be like you revisit it as the creator because of they just release stuff occasionally and.
1: Yeah, that's 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 how much. uh, I mean, I could be doing more. I could
0: be doing episodes every week if I want to, but you do. I really do. You're busy boy. And speaking of which, (laughs) thanks for making the time to be here. It's always fun to get to hang out with you, buddy, Um, Mister. Michael no McCuller. What about you, my friend? Thank you for being here. What do you want to plug today?
3: Oh, thank you for having me. Very fun to talk about this beautiful, sweet game. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mikey McCaller. Uh You can find me on Twitch at Mikey McCuller when I stream sometimes. And uh, yeah, check out Scary Basement. It's my horror movie podcast with Roxy Poke, where we beautiful. talk about horror Amazing.
0: movies. Um, Amazing. Well, it. I... I was your host for this episode uh baby ocelot aka connor McCabe. thank you so much for listening uh to our to this episode um there's a few ways that you can uh check me out and the stuff i do of course if you're listening to this um uh on patreon uh then you probably know about my podcast call me by your game which shows up in your feed there um but if you're listening to this in the future on a uh on a feed um that will be released to the masses Um, check it out it's a show where i sit down with someone and interview them about an important game a meaningful one uh, from their past Um, we even do a special co-op episode on our patreon where every month where i sit down with a group of people to discuss a meaningful game Um, but also um, thank you so much to all of our patrons who who are here uh, and, uh, who, as I'm like trying to literally log into the Patreon, uh, so that I can, uh, shout everybody out. Uh, oh, you know, I realize I'm remembering the password. Let's try this. I'll say it out loud. Oh, it's it? working. It's working. It's working. <laughs> um, thank you to all of our patrons at all of our tiers. Of course, this is, if you're listening to this live or hearing a preview these, this is available week, uh, or, or, at release on the $10 DJ Toad tier. But I'll shout out everybody who supports us. Um, thank you to Garrett Morelang, Eddie Martin, David Danella, Derek Fushino, Nick Sahoya, Darren Lau, Nathan Edwards, Gabe Valdez, Jonathan Thompson-Wheeler, Tyler Dather, Mauricio Diocese, and of course, Goblin Bomber. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Connor underscore McCabe. But that'll do it for this episode of the Metal Gear Solid Games Club. Uh, we'll see you on the next one, um, which I uh, I'm I'm also hosting. It's going to be on Portable Ops, which is the direct which follows this game in the timeline. Um, but that'll be it for this one. We'll see you on the next.
4: What a thrill. With darkness and silence through the night.